The first question I always ask is why you're running. Well, uh, that that's simple. Um, it goes far beyond the fact that uh, I believe that I can change policy in this country. Um, where it goes is that uh, early on, I discovered that uh, in my life, that solving a constituent's issue, um, either a resident or a business in my city or district that I was serving, and making a difference in their lives, actually fed my soul. And uh, that's why I am in public service. You're the only Democrat on the ballot, uh, and there were five Republicans. Uh, besides the obvious party difference, uh, what sets you apart from uh, any of your potential opponents in November? Well, besides my uh, uh, lifetime history of public service, uh, serving as a Macomb County Commissioner, the mayor of a community, which is a lot more local than what the uh, other candidates have uh, that are uh, running against me have, have served in. Um, the other differences are uh, that I've been in the thick of it uh, in the as a trustee of the South Macomb Disposal Authority, as a, a trustee of the Sanitary District in Macomb. I know what it takes to not pollute our lakes and rivers. I know what it takes to protect our groundwater when we're burying trash. Uh, so I have a wider appreciation for our environment than, uh, than my opponents do. How would you describe your relationship with Republicans? Uh, and uh, if you were elected to Congress, how successful would you be at working with the other side? Pat, I'm glad you asked me that, and the, and the answer is I would be very successful. I was uh, um, a champion at it in the House of Representatives. I served both in the Michigan House in the minority and in the majority. I made it a point uh, to reach across the aisle, of course, when I was in the minority, but also once in the majority, I made it a point to continue that reach. I do not believe that the party that is in the majority should shut out the minority party. I believe they should look for ways to find common ground and common goals uh, between them. That's why I was successful in a bipartisan approach in 2008 while I chaired the Energy Committee uh, in the Michigan House and uh, managed to get the uh, uh, 10 percent by 2015 uh, uh, renewable law put in place. Uh, anyone that uh, facts, fact checks can see that uh, Mike Knopf's now a senator in the, in the Michigan Senate and, and the Republican chair of the Energy Committee there, I worked hand-in-hand -hand with me on the energy process in 2008. I pride myself on being able to reach across the aisle. If you're elected to Congress, what would your top priority be? What do we want to do first? My top priority because of the situation in my district, the 10th Congressional District, is to bring jobs to the district. We have uh, over 25 percent, uh, 23 to 25 percent of the children qualifying uh, for subsidized lunches in the program uh, program in the uh, in the district. And uh, that's because uh, we don't have ample employment for the uh, adults in their homes. And uh, so my goal would be to bring jobs to the 10th Congressional District. How would you do that? Well, I've, in analyzing the district, uh, we have ample electric in, in most of the district. And of course, we have water. The district's borders water. The entire uh, district does. However, uh, there is 
definitely not ample broadband to, to serve the area. Uh, in doing the research of the electricity that is there, I find that um, a lot of it was installed in 1935 and 1936 under the rural broadband program that the government had, had put in place that brought electricity to underserved areas. We need a similar program to bring broadband to underserved areas, and that's what the 10th Congressional District is, is an underserved area in the broadband uh, uh, area. Uh, once the broadband's in place, then I can draw businesses to the 10th District. But in, until we have all the needs businesses have to locate there available to them, it's not going to happen. So it's a multi-step process to get where we need to go. One of the things that uh, the Republican candidates uh, have said in my conversations with them is that uh, if they get to Congress, one of the first things they want to do is tackle the budget. What is your fiscal policy or plan? Uh, my fiscal plan actually goes back to our jobs uh, question again, and that's the more people that we have gainfully employed earning a fair wage the more people that are going to be paying taxes. And uh, rather than try to cut programs to the, to the needy or cut government subsidies to, uh, to uh, um, farms and uh, other uh, businesses that are already located within the district, let's build the district and let's build the nation, our entire country, back to where we have uh, gamefully employed taxpayers, and let's tackle our economic problems by uh, collecting more taxes, but not by increasing taxes, actually increasing the tax base itself by having more people employed and paying taxes. So you wouldn't necessarily want to raise taxes, but make sure that what taxes are out there are collected. Are collected and are fair. Do you support raising the minimum wage? I do. What do you think is a good wage? I think that $15 an hour is a good uh, uh, place to start with the minimum wage. One of the other things that uh, you would be dealing with uh, if you were elected to Congress are issues uh, of uh, national security, for example, uh, terrorism. Uh, we saw uh, recent attacks uh, in Orlando. Uh, someone pledging allegiance to ISIS shot 49 people to death, wounded uh, 50 others. Do you think the U.S. government's uh, efforts to defeat ISIS have gone far enough? Do you think we should uh, do more? What? How would you tackle the problem? Well, Pat, I believe that our national security personnel that we have are the most dynamic and the most well-trained in, in the world. And uh, we will never forget them and the solemn duty that they are doing to, fu to fulfill the need that the country has. I'm committed to ensuring that the troops and the people... Uh, uh, from Homeland Security, uh, have the training equipment and support that they need, and also that their families have what they need, both when they're deployed and when they come home. Uh, we need to continue to invest in uh, intelligence and information sharing with our allies, and uh, we need to strengthen our ability to keep uh, nuclear and biological weapons out of the hands of terrorists. Uh, I would promote better efforts in the line of uh, border security, and uh, I would uh, 
think we should augment the defense of our uh, national infrastructure. Do you see ISIS as an existential threat to the U.S.? I, uh, I, I'm more concerned with... Um, I'm more concerned with the folks that they um, recruit through their online activities into our country. And at the same time, I, I also am uh, always going to protect free speech within, this, within our country. So I, I definitely would not want to uh, um, be monitoring what people are watching or looking at. On, on the internet, I think that anybody should be able to read anything that that they uh, uh, choose to read or or study up on. And I don't believe that everybody that goes to uh, one of their websites uh, is going to be indoctrinated and become a ISIS sympathizer. I think there's a lot of people in this country that are just interested in learning more about uh, what's going on, and and that's part of the process. What about? people coming into the country. Uh, it has been suggested that uh, perhaps we should not allow refugees, particularly Syrian refugees, come into the country until we have a, vet, a better vetting process to ensure that terrorists aren't infiltrating refugees coming in. Uh, it has also been suggested that perhaps we uh, have a temporary ban on Muslims entering the country. Um, where do you stand on those? Well, um, immigration. Um First of all, the people, first and foremost, that should be uh, brought in or, or allowed to enter our country and become citizens are the people that have legally gotten into uh, line, I guess you would say, or into the position to become a, a citizen of our country. We do have a lot of illegal folks that have come here. I believe the vast majority of them have come here to escape something terrible in the world that they came from. I do not believe that they came here to uh, destroy or damage our American way of life. Uh, those folks need to admit that they've done wrong by illegally coming into the country. They need to uh, learn English. They need to pay taxes. They should probably pay a fine for coming into the country illegally. And then they should get into the process of becoming a citizen, not ahead of people that have come here legally, but they should get in line to, to become a citizen. To sort out uh, the folks that uh, shouldn't actually come here or shouldn't be here or may be coming here to do harm to Americans, we do need to improve the, the process of reviewing uh, those folks. And, and I believe we have the, um, I believe we have the process to do that. We're just not doing it as solidly as we would be, as we should. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's fund it properly and let's make it happen for the protection of all Americans. So how would you secure the border, especially the southern border? Uh, well, um, I'm not going to build a wall if 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 uh, that's your question, but kind uh, of. But what uh, what would you do then if not a wall? Well, we we have uh, a 
processes uh, already in place. We, we monitor the border. We have uh, not just cameras, but sensors uh, buried uh, out there in the, uh, some of the rural areas where you could actually just walk from one nation into, well, we, well the one nation is Mexico. You can walk across the border. Uh, we, can, we can track those people. We can keep track of that. We just need a more intense um, effort to uh, catch those people as they come in illegally. I have to say that someone that comes in illegally is caught, returned, comes back in again illegally, is caught and returned. Uh, those folks uh, should be the last uh, people that we put in line to to become citizens. Uh, and anyone that has come here and committed a crime, um, uh, rather than clog our uh, judicial system and our uh, jails or prisons with those folks, Let, let's deport those folks and, and get them back to where they are uh, their own nation's problem and not our problem. There's a conversation going on about whether there should be new gun controls, uh, whether there should be any at all. Uh, they, I know that all of the Republican candidates uh, have said very firmly that uh, they support the Second Amendment and do not support new gun controls. What could you do if you were elected to Congress that would significantly reduce incidents of violence and yet maintain people's constitutional rights? Is there a middle ground? I, I believe there is a middle ground. I, I am a firm believer that the, the Second Amendment of the Constitution was put there for a reason by our, by our founding fathers, and I believe in the Second Amendment of, of the Constitution. However, uh, I question whether for protection of their home, um, for hunting needs, if uh, folks actually need guns that can fire 20 and 30 and, and 40 shots in a minute. I, uh, I'm concerned about the high-powered weapons that are available out there. I think perhaps a graduated licensing program, like we like you have to have a license in this country to drive an automobile, why shouldn't you have to have a, a license for to own a gun, uh, be, have a permit, that you have gone through a training program, that you know how to lock the gun, that you know how to clean it safely so that you don't shoot yourself or someone else while cleaning your gun. Um, Those things don't already exist? I, I mean, I, don't, you, I, don't you have to have a license to have a gun? Already, in some states, in some states, you do have to have a license to to get a gun. As as a matter of fact, one of my opponents, and I, I will uh, not name him or talk negative about an opponent, but ha has has uh, uh, put forward some legislation that if you live in Michigan and you buy a gun that was made in Michigan, you'd not have to register that gun on the federal level or get. Uh, or go through a federal background check because it was all done within the, the state. I don't uh, think that that's a sound or, or good uh, policy. Um, perhaps as you move on to more, uh, when you move on in, in driving, if you're driving a large truck, if you're driving heavy equipment, you have to get additional training and additional endorsements on your license. Perhaps uh, well, when you want to own a, high power, a higher powered weapon or a more complicated weapon, you should also have to go through additional training 
over and beyond the initial uh, training that you have to, to uh, get to uh, to bear arms and, and carry a weapon. I think there's a happy medium. I, I think that this could be worked out where we can uh, bring some safety and where we can uh, still allow people to exercise their right under the Second Amendment. One of the questions I've asked the Republicans is what concerns, if any, they had about uh, the top of their ticket to Donald Trump is the Republican presidential nominee. Uh, there has been suggestion that uh, if he loses, it may have a negative effect on uh, people down the ballot. I've asked if they have altered uh, or uh, uh, changed their campaign strategy at all uh, in response to that. Hillary Clinton uh, is the Democratic presidential nominee, of course. Uh, she's not uh, uh, completely popular with uh, all Democrats, particularly those who supported Bernie Sanders uh, for president. And of course, we heard what the FBI director had to say about her handling of uh, emails, raising concerns uh, among some that if that sort of thing happens while she's secretary of state, what kind of a president would that make her? Do you have any concerns about Secretary Clinton uh, as president, uh, and has that affected the way you campaign at all? It actually has not affected the way I campaign, and the reason is I, I understand the importance, uh, should I get elected to Congress, of having uh, someone in the White House to uh, sign legislation if I should be fortunate enough to get uh, some through the process in the House. And who better to work with or sign the legislation than someone within the same party that, I, that I'm with? So I will be supporting uh, uh, Secretary Clinton. I, uh, if she chooses to, and I believe she will, will make joint appearances uh, within the 10th Congressional District. And uh, I would uh, give her my my full support through the election process. Have you been right along? Uh, were you? Uh, did you support Senator Sanders uh, at all? Actually, uh, I, I don't want to say I stood on the sidelines because that would not be true. I, but uh, I followed both candidates closely, and uh, I'm very hopeful that a lot of Senator Sanders' um, thoughts through the process that, that we just went through actually get uh, put into uh, the doctrine and, and the policies that the party works on next week at the convention. What haven't we talked about that you would like voters to know? Well, um, um, of course, they know now my name's Frank Acovetti. I've, I've served in public office before. I've been a councilman and a mayor, a county commissioner, and, and a state representative. Um, I have uh, several things in my life I'm, I'm proud of. Um, of course, uh, the most pride I take in is uh, my three children. Uh, they're, they're wonderful. They're uh, all gainfully employed. They're all married. They all own uh, their own home. Uh, they've supplied me with uh, three grandchildren so far, with uh, more, I understand, on the way soon. And, uh, but the, and the second most proudest accomplishment uh, was during my service in, in the State House, uh, passing the energy law in 2008 that 10 percent of the energy in the state had to come from uh, renewable resources by 2015. Um, it fills uh, your heart with uh, pride every time you're driving uh, up to the 10th District on the freeway and a uh, blade for a... Uh, 
a wind turbine is going by you on a truck, or as I drive through Lapeer and I see the largest solar installation uh, east of the Mississippi currently being built by uh, one of our utilities up up there. Um, I'm a public servant. I will be a good public servant for the people of the uh, 10th Congressional District, and uh, I look forward to serving them in Washington.